Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, anyone out there who knows me knows I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smartest than a dumbass, guys, because 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. But today, 30 years later, God saved my life, okay? And I'm here to save others. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, all my services to you are free. There's a lot of people struggling right now with addiction. I'm also a recovery coach and a health coach, a nutritional health coach. Anybody struggling with anything, any diseases, any anything, family members, please, honest to God, just know there's somebody out there to talk to, and I am here for you. Having said that, guys, I am super psyched about my incredible, legendary guest today. I am so honored to have this interview. Ed Rambo, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Oh, my gosh. You, you know, you're making my day. You know that, right? Well, you're, well, you're making mine, too, because I hear it's, a, it's a, quite a privilege to be on your show, and I'm honored. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hear it's quite an honor to interview you. Okay. Well, I, I think we belong to a mutual admiration society. There you go, so baby. We do. You know, Ed, you're unbelievable. And, you know, people don't even know half of what you do. I mean, when I read your bio, I didn't know a lot of it. There's so I don't know much. You have to remind me. I remind you. Listen, you're a singer, a songwriter, an actor. You've, you Listen, you also wrote novels. You're an author. I mean, you had something to do with American Bandstand. I mean, it, it's endless. The list is endless. And we're going to talk about as much of it as you want to. Sounds good to me. All right. So as far as our sound, because you had asked me, Baba Lou, thank you, thank you. He's my front man in the chat room. He's always first and center, and he says the sound is great. So I love you, man. Super. Nice, All man. Right. Always good to have good sound. Always great. So, um, a shout-out to, to Gene, Cheryl, a shout-out to RTR for this incredible platform, because without Remember Them Radio, we wouldn't be here today. So, Stevie and Angel, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and a shout-out shout to all my uh, people who are listening, too. I uh, send out a lot of, uh, you know, blurbs about today. And uh, also, one was to Pete Delmonico. Yes. And uh, I understand he's a mutual friend uh, of mine and, and yours, and he said to say hello. And he messaged me as well to say hello to you. I love him. Isn't oh, that well, great? That's yeah, that's so that's cool. Great. Um, well, since we're doing shout-outs, let's, like let's get them out of the way because um, I just want you to know Ellie Shaw already shared this show all over Ireland. My friend Limpy and AJ, who don't even know each other from Australia, they both shared the show. So you're being heard everywhere. Anthony in the UK. I mean, you're all over right now. And I'm not that you I'm needed all over the place. not that you <laughs> needed my help for that. Trust me. Um, you're making me even more famous now. Are you kidding me? I think I can say I'm famous now. Look who I'm interviewing. So, well, thank you. And by the way, that, that work that you mentioned that you do in the beginning of the show, that's very commendable, and I commend you. Thank you so much. Uh, um, all kidding aside, you know, God saved my life. I changed it 30 years ago, and here I am. So thank you for that. Wonderful to hear. So, you know what I want to do? I want to start, of course, with a song, because, you know, Concrete and Clay, I mean, come on. Let's play this, and then we'll talk about it, Okay. Sounds good. Here we go.
Are sweet as roses in the morning You to me Are soft as summer rain at dawn And love we share That's something rare The sidewalks in the street The concrete and the clay beneath my feet Begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains tumble Before we say goodbye My love and I will be in love eternally And that's the way mm, The way it's meant to be All around I see the purple shades of evening And on the ground The shadows fall And once again you're in my arms So tenderly The sidewalks in the street The concrete and the clay beneath my feet Begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains tumble Before we say goodbye My love and I will be in love eternally And that's the way mm, The way it's meant to be In the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains crumble before we say goodbye. My love and I will be in love eternally, and that's the way, mm, the way it's meant to be. Oh, that's the way, mm, the way it's meant to be. That's the way. So we've got some friends of yours in the chat room. Would you like to give them a shout-out? I sure would. Hi, Stevie and John. Nice, <laughs> nice to have you in the chat. So, you know what's so funny? That song, Concrete and Clay, Steve, the owner, plays it often, and I love hearing it every time he plays it. I mean... Well, do you know the, you know the history? No, let's hear it. The, let's hear it. The story. Okay, well, Bob Crew was my producer, you know, who he produced the Four Seasons. Uh, they were his main act he's, he's produced many and he wrote silhouettes and all so many major hits is ridiculous Can't Take My Eyes Off of You was the big one so he was my record producer and he went to London looking for material for various artists and when he came home he uh, he found uh, a group called the Unit 4, 4 Plus 2 who wrote a song called Concrete and Clay and he played it for me and to be honest with you I wasn't that crazy about it but it was the actual Unit 4 Plus 2 record that was their demo to sell the song, so I recorded it, and uh, and it ended up, you know, taking off like a shot. But two weeks after I recorded it, the Unit Four Plus Two put their version out on London Records, and it competed because it was during the British invasion, of course. And as a result, they, we got split play across the country. So depending on where you lived, that was the hit. And if and people in Chicago, for example, if if the Unit Four Plus Two was was a hit there. People in Chicago only know that version and don't like mine. <laughs> and anywhere mine was played, they don't like the Unit 4 Plus 2, but only like mine. So it goes to show you that what you grow up with is what you like the most. That's really interesting. Um, you're probably right. I was hoping to say no, no way, but I think you're right, because now I'm thinking about me. And, I mean, I love all music, and I always say I was born too late, because I love oldies Elvis doo-wop. I mean, Elvis was my guy, you know? Um, uh-huh. But I think you're right. 
Wow, that's yeah, interesting. It's what, it's, what you're, it's what you grow up with. You know, it's the, it's the first thing you hear that sticks with you. Yeah. And when you hear something else, it's just a copy. You know, yeah. and, and mine was a copy to the people who heard the Unit 4 Plus 2, and theirs was a copy to people who heard mine. Just the nature of the beast. It's amazing. So, Stevie, we have a favor to ask of you, man. So, would you be able to make an MP3 of this show for Ed? Because, you know, I'm not really a DJ, so I don't know how to do that, and you're the guy. <laughs> and if he can do it, I can get it up on YouTube. That would be incredible. All right, awesome. I'm sure he will. He's amazing. Um, he is amazing. He'll do, he'll do it. He knows how to do it. He'll do it for you, baby. <laughs> so, um, well, I'd do anything for him, too. He's a great guy. He is. We have a Henry also that joined us in chat. Hello, Henry. Um, I'm going to do something... I was oh, going... Henry's there. I know Henry. Hi, hi Henry. There you go. So um, I'm going to go out of a little bit of order here, and there's a reason why. I think I'm going to play Navy Blue next. Okay, Diane okay. Diane Renee, correct? I said her name right? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to play this one, and then you'll talk about this, because you wrote this, correct? Yes, I wrote that with Bob Crew and my co-writer, Bud Rehack. Okay, let's play it. We all love this song. kid right i was like what three or four years old when that song came out and i don't remember 
I was a baby. I don't remember it from them, but I remember it from like eight, nine, and ten. I mean, that's all I listened to were oldies, you know? Amazing. Uh, you know, it would be really yeah, amazing. There's a, big, there's a big mistake in the lyric of that song. Not many people catch it, but there's a huge mistake. What? First of all, the guy, the guy well, he, she says she got a letter yesterday from Tokyo, okay? Uh, a walkie-talkie wind-up little China doll. And then later on in the lyric, she sings, He's coming home to see me on a weekend pass. <laughs> that better be a very fast boat. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, that's cute. Nobody caught that or cared, okay? <laughs> and you know it became you know where it became a major hit in Japan. I'm I sure still get residuals from Japan like crazy because you do? it's been covered by three or four artists. Yeah. Three or four artists in Japan have sung it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love to hear that. Japan. I think it's because of the lyric I, I I'm uh, Tokyo, you know. That is so cool. So, you know, we've got the a few more... The wind up little China doll, you know, the Chinese. The Chinese and the Japanese are playing it like crazy. So, you know what would be really cool, my love, my new best bud? You can get me an interview with her, maybe. Work on it, sweet pea. I'll try. I'll All right. Try. I mean, imagine that. Okay, here we go. So, you have some more friends that joined chat. So, you said... Did you say hello to Henry? I think you did, right? I did. I okay. did. Hi, Henry, again. Yep, Cheryl... Pete DJ, yeah. Oh, Cheryl's there. Yeah. Hi, Cheryl. Yep, yeah. and uh, Pete the DJ's there, baby. Yes. Pete, our friend Pete, good. Yeah. So, Hi, Pete. All right, so now I'm going to play one of your songs for me. And I'm not even going to tell anyone yet, because they're going to know as soon as I play it why. Here we go. But I can't help falling in love with you. Shall I stay? Would it? Would it be a sin If I can't help Falling in love with you Like a river flows Surely to the sea Darling, so it goes Some things are meant to be Take my hand Take my whole life too flows surely to the sea darling so it goes some things are meant to be 
So take my hand, come take my whole life too. For I can tell falling in You know, music is a must for you to keep your joy, especially if it's Elvis, baby, because Elvis is my boy. So tell me, tell me, tell me you love him. (laughs) Do I have to? Yes. Yes. I want to hear it from Ed. Okay. For you, I love him. Okay. I love it. Thank you. Right here on the Jerry Petito Show, you heard it first out of Ed's mouth. Okay. He loves Elvis. I love it. So you have a couple friends in the chat room again that just joined? Oh, yeah, I heard Jean, I heard Gina's in there. Hi, Jean. And she's up in Alaska, by the way, having a good time with her daughter and son-in-law. So uh, hi, Jean, and I hope you're having a great time. And now we have Kenny Kojak. He's also a DJ on RTR. Give him a, a hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah. I hope you're doing well. He's doing great. So, um... All right. His name was Denny, did you nope. say Denny? No, Kenny Kojak. Kenny? Ken Kojak. Ben, oh, Benny, B-E-N? No, K, as in Kojak, Ken Kojak. Oh, Kenny, uh, Kenny, okay. I got my Kennys and my Bennys and my Pennies mixed up. <laughs> I love it. You, listen, you, listen. Okay, hi, hi Kenny. I, you, you I got just, it right at least. You just made him more famous, okay? May, May West once said she'd rather be looked over than overlooked, baby. I love that. Uh, I had a friend. Who, I had a friend who met May West, and he told the funniest story. He said uh, he he she kept him waiting in the living room for like forty minutes before she made her entrance. And when she finally made her entrance, she put her arm up on the jam of the door, and she and she struck a pose, and she said, "So how am I doing? <gasps> <laughs> Not how are you doing? So how am I doing?" That is so cool. Yes, Kojak is saying hello. Everybody's saying hello to you. Okay, very cool. Very oh, cool. Good. Hey, thank you. It's great to have all those people come in. I, oh. I didn't think they would, and it's nice that they did. Listen, they're not in for me, let me tell you. They're in for you, baby, today. This is great. So, all right. Can't beat that. I want to play another fun song, Summertime Guy. Let's play it. Here we okay. Just a summertime lover I'm just a summertime guy Well, I'm a real cold drizzle in January But a sizzle in the month of July Oh, don't you know now I shine best when the sun's out I like the temperature high Well, I'm a cool operator when the heat is on Cause I'm just a summertime guy I can't take a nickel singing jingle bells And I'm nothing under mistletoe No, but I'm a warm weather wonder on a like the girls in bikinis all know what let me tell ya I'm just a summertime lover, yeah I'm just a summertime guy When it snows I keep praying that it won't be long Until the red, red robin starts singing his song And when he does, I'll move right out and give love a try 
just a summertime guy Well, don't you know now I can't make a nickel singing Jingle bells and I'm nothing under mistletoe I know, but I'm a warm weather wonder on a sandy beach Like the girls in bikinis all over, let me tell ya Summertime lover, yeah, I'm just a summertime guy When it snows, I keep praying that it won't be long Until the red, red robin starts singing his song And when he dies, I'll move right out and give love a try Oh, yeah, I'm just a summertime guy I'm just a summertime guy Who takes a summertime so I want to let everyone know, the next song we play, you're going to want to hear, and he has a great story. But before we do that, let's talk about Summertime Guy, and you want to give a shout-out to another one of your friends in chat? Yeah, I heard Pam came in, so hi, Pam. Glad you could join us. There you go. And uh, and now for the story. Yes. Uh, summertime Guy. Okay. Chuck Barris wrote a song called Palisades Park, yeah. and he submitted it to Swan Records, which was my, my record company. And Freddie Cannon was also on that label, so Freddie Cannon recorded Palisades Park, and it became a huge hit. And so Chuck Barris decided to submit another song called Summertime Guy to Frank Slay, who was the A&R man for Swan Records. A&R means artist and repertoire. Okay. He's the guy who, he's the guy who um, you know, go for, goes over all the material and which artists should do what. And uh, Summertime Guy came in, and instead of giving it to Freddie Cannon, he thought he'd do it with me. So we recorded it, and uh, it came out, and it looked like it was going to be a monster hit. <laughs> Suddenly, I went to Chicago to do the Dick Biondi show on, on television, and uh, I was called in, into the control room, and uh, I was told I had to do the B-side of my record. So I said, why, of course, I asked, and, and they said, because uh, we understand that Chuck Barris wrote it, and Chuck Barris is a vice president of ABC television, and since he is, it would be a conflict of interest and therefore, your record's going to be pulled from all ABC radio and TV affiliates, which, of course, killed the record. Later on, it went on to become uh, the, uh, for those who were fans of the Newlywed Game, they'll recognize the melody because it became the theme song for the Newlywed Game, which was a Chuck Barris production. So that's the story behind Summertime Guy. The reason it didn't become a hit was because Chuck Barris was suddenly found out. I said to myself, they couldn't find this out with, with Palisades Park with Freddie Cannon. They had to wait for my record. <gasps> anyway, that's that. those are the breaks in showbiz. That is craziness. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy business. I was the number one choice for a movie called Eddie and the Cruisers. And, of course, then I lost that to someone else. I was the number one choice on Broadway for Pippin until Arturo Rubenstein came in and put money into the show with the condition that his son Jonathan played the lead and Jonathan Rubenstein got the part instead of me so I had a lot of close calls in the biz one other close call was Shindig the big TV show Shindig which was the rage during the 60s Okay. Um, when I went out to do the show uh, they called me back to do it a second time and after the second time the producers called me in and they asked me if I'd like to be a regular with uh Glenn Campbell and Bobby Sherman and I said sounds great to me well shortly thereafter the show went off the air it was cancelled so those are the close calls in my life and but it happens it's showbiz so you just have to you have, you have to roll with the punches 
Everything was political even back then. Who knew, right? I didn't know. Why would I yep. think that, you know? Yep. All right. Yep. Well, shout out to China Ina. She just joined chat for you. Okay. Um, How are you? She's wonderful, I'm sure. We love you, China. Um, all right, so I'm going to play now When Today Becomes Tomorrow because this song you have a great story about. So here we go. broken world sharing joy and never sorrow but will you love me like you do today when today becomes tomorrow is our love the kind that's here to stay Or the kind Folks only borrow Will you be here As you are today When today Becomes tomorrow For my smile to appear When I wake up each morning You just have to be here And not gone without warning Just making it through All our ups and downs Proved how much in love How much in love we are Though there are never any guarantees You'll still be here When today becomes tomorrow When today, when today becomes tomorrow. saying you sound a little like Neil Zedaka with this song. Well, I'm in good company then, right? There you go, baby. I mean, that's a compliment, right? And you told me during while the song is playing that Ruth Ann joined the chat, so I'd like to shout out a big nice hello to Ruth Ann, and thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. So I want to play something for Kojak. He's got to get a flight soon. Here we go. Hi, this is Kojak. 
Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, tell us about that song. Well, the craziest thing about that song, it was like a fluke. Um, I wrote the melody and the lyrics uh, in my head, you know, I just because I don't play anything. I, I, I write in my head. And I just sang it, and uh, I showed it to a couple of people, and they said, oh, you have to record that. And I said, yeah, but I don't, I don't have an instrumentation to it. So I went on, on YouTube looking through for various uh, uh, karaoke tracks that maybe I could find that would be suitable, and I, I could change the melody to, to fit the karaoke track, regardless of what song it is. And I came across a, a karaoke track of the song Misty. You know, look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. You know, Misty? Yeah. And uh, I put the track on and I started to sing my melody with my lyrics to that song, and it fit to the T. I mean, I didn't have to change a thing. It was like I stumbled onto this track that, that the lyrics and the melody fit to. It was uncanny. So the track you're hearing is actually the track to the song Misty with my with my lyrics and the melody put to it. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I love that Isn't story. That crazy? Yes, it is crazy. Okay, so it freaked, me, it freaked me out because what are the chances of that happening? That the melody would fit. Amazing. I know, it's like a long shot, but it worked. Beautiful, baby. So now I'm gonna play one of my favorite songs of all time, My Prayer. One of the most beautiful songs ever written, ever sung, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Okay. Here we go. When the twilight is gone And no songbirds are singing When the twilight is gone
Tell us a little bit about your life in the in the business, and let's hear some history. Well, I started out with my uh, uh, a, a guy who ended up becoming my manager and my co-songwriter, Bud Rehack, from in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. He played the piano, and uh, I sang a, a high school production. And he came backstage and said, "You know, I'd like to work with you." He said, "Because I think I think I could, uh, you know, help you get somewhere." And um, I said, sounds great. So the two of us got together, and uh, I sang, and he played the piano. And we went and we did record hops, which is me singing, singing to a piano. Mm. And we happened to hit one with uh, Jim Ward of WBRE Radio in Plymouth. We did a record hop for him. And uh, when he saw the reaction of the crowd with just me and piano, he couldn't get over it. And he came to the two of us, and he said... Uh, you know, I've, I've never seen anything like this. I had Bobby Rydell in here last week lip-syncing to his one of his records, and he didn't get half the reaction you just got doing singing with piano live. Uh, he said, I'd like to see if I can do something for you. I said, sounds great. Knock yourself out. So uh, he contacted Swan Records because he had a, a little in with them, and uh, they set up an, uh, um, what do you call it, audition, Okay. And I went down, and, and Bud Rehack and I, I put together a medley of about 26 songs, ranging from Broadway to pop to Johnny Mathis to whatever, you know. And, and I just did this medley for them, and they, they sat there, Frank Slay, Bernie Binnick, and Tony Mamarella. And they were the, the two owners plus the A&R man. And uh, they, when I finished, they turned to one another and said, he's great, but what do we do with the white Johnny Mathis? So, uh, you know, because Johnny Mathis was, uh, you know, in the 50s, and now we're into the 60s, and music had changed a bit. You know, it became more more rock and rolly. So uh, they said, we'd like you to come back tonight and put you out. We're going to put you on tape and see how you sound. So they put me on this awful recording called Tony, which ended up being the B-side of my first record, which was Skin Diving, which came out Duration Day. 
so uh, the rest is kind of history. Skin diving took off, began to take off like a shot. It didn't become a big hit, but uh, it put me put me enough on the map to get me on Dick Clark's American Bandstand. So, and uh, my first my first uh, show on American Bandstand was with uh, this woman uh, who uh, I I didn't know from Adam because it was her first record as well, and it turned out to be Dionne Warwick. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. She was sitting in this frowsy little green dress and uh, had a space between her teeth still because she hadn't had her teeth fixed, and. Um, and we got to talking, and you know, I, I I didn't know her. She didn't know me because we were, it was both. It was our first our, our first records, you know, her first and my first. So later in the later years, um, I got to be a guest host on a an American Bandstand type show. I think it was in Cleveland. And who do you think was my guest? Her. Dionne Warwick. Yes. Dionne Warwick. Yeah. So it was crazy because when I interviewed her, she she seemed to be a little stoned. I think she might have been doing a couple of hits of coke or something. <laughs> because, because I said to her, I said, I hear you're, you're the biggest rage in England now. And she kind of slurred out, yeah, I'm the biggest thing there since Carter's Little Liverpools. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, that was my story with, uh, that's how, that's my beginning to kind of like ha- mid- midway through through to the end. Uh, the rest of my career is, is all over the place. So just ask me what you want to know and I'll fill you in. Well, what's amazing to me, you know, you graduated high school at 18 in 1961. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1961. And, that's crazy, right? And here I am interviewing you but loving you most of my life like that's crazy (laughs) life is crazy you know what the point i'm making is your music is timeless oh thank you well i i I pride myself on the fact that uh unlike most singers i can pretty much do any genre uh i have a cd out that's all broadway stuff i have a cd out that's country I have a CD out that's Brazilian. I have a CD out that's contemporary. Um, I have a Frank Sinatra CD where I do Frank. I, I call it Frank Sinatra. Uh, I do it, uh, what, what is it called? Uh, uh, Sinatra My Way. And, uh, and I, so I do all these various genres, and I can easily slide from one genre to another, and I have no problem doing it, where most singers don't, don't have that ability. So I kind of pride myself on that fact. Right, and you should. You have two more friends that joined our chat, Jimmy and Tina, friends of yours. Oh, hi, Jimmy and Tina. Glad you can join us. There Thanks you go. so much for being here. Um, and, you know, Stevie, the owner, I cracked up because when you and I spoke and I said, come into chat, I think it was actually Kojak's show, maybe, or Stevie's show, one of them. Oh, it might have been the owner. It was Stevie's show. And I said, come into chat and just check it out. And I was in there talking to you, and Stevie just, like, went away with it took it off he's like oh my gosh i have all your records he's got all your records <laughs> i know he even pl- i was i was in the chat room at that time yes and he even played a song yes that i, I wasn't a, I, I can't imagine where he got it because the only place to get that song would be from me so i don't know where he found it but it, i was in like shock i said where mm-hmm. did he ever find this okay it's amazing well he, i was i was uh, in awe of that he knows a guy he knows a guy Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. A bootlegger, huh? There you a go, baby. Bootlegger. He knows a guy. So, all right. So now, 
I want to play Only Yesterday. This is Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons song. We're going to talk about this once we play it because this is an incredible song as well. Here we go. Only yesterday. Only yesterday. Claps from Pam, baby. Oh, claps from Pam. Can't beat that. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> so, tell us about this song. Come on. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the big hit at the time from, from the Four Seasons was, Don't go away, I'm no good for you. And, of course, uh, once that became a hit, Bob Crew came to everybody in the office who were staff songwriters, which I was one of them, and along with Peter Allen, by the way, for a while. Uh, and... Uh, Peter Allen, by the way, ended up writing one of the songs in my Concrete and Clay CD. But uh, to backtrack, uh, Bob Crew came to us all and said, uh, Don Go Away was a huge hit, so we're going to do an album entitled Don Go Away and We Need Songs. So Bud Rehack and I used to go home every weekend to Hazleton, Pennsylvania from New York, spend the weekend there, and then we'd drive back. So that song was born in a Pontiac Tempest. <gasps> my Pontiac Tempest, because I started to sing the melody, and after I got the melody down in my head, I sang it for Bud, and Bud and I came up with the lyrics, seems like only yesterday. And we showed it to Bob, and he flipped. 
Bob Gaudio wasn't too crazy about it, but then Bob Gaudio wanted every song in the album to be a Bob Gaudio song. So uh, he resented the fact that anybody else uh, had a song in a Four Seasons album that wasn't a Bob Gaudio, oh. that wasn't Bob Gaudio written. But uh, Bob fought him and said, we're going to do it. It's a great song for Frankie Valley. And I got it in there, and uh, that's how Only Yes, Seems Like Only Yesterday was born. So that's absolutely a great story. I have a question for you then. Because, again, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, like, super young, but I'm super young for this kind of music. Um, okay. And so as I started getting to know a lot of the legends and interviewing them, you know, Al Contrera was one of the first. He came live into one of my studios, and he was one of the first that really told me, like, what really went on back then. Like, with, you know, the mob, and everything was just crazy, and um, no one got paid. Did you have a problem, like, getting paid for your songs? Uh, no, because... Um, uh what happened was what happens is it's it's a crazy business. The singer is the least paid yeah. in in the music business. Uh, the songwriters do very very well because they get uh, residuals on every record that's sold, and plus radio airplay. Every time it's played on the air, they get pennies, which can come, which can of course, if it's a big hit, mounts to thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, but the singer doesn't really make that much. I think in those days it was three, three to six cents a record, somewhere in there. Uh, so you, you got paid very little as a singer. Uh, and uh, Barry Manilow fought it for a long time with BMI. You know, BMI is a, the, affiliate that, the affiliate that collects money from the radio airplay and then distributes it to all the various artists. So Barry Manilow fought with BMI saying, why shouldn't the singer get a residual? I mean, he's the one who's making the hit. Right. The writers, yes, of course, they deserve you know to be compensated for their work, but how about the singer? Shouldn't he be compensated for the fact that he made it a hit? And BMI you know, fought him, and I, I don't think it ever went through because I, I still, as a, as a singer, get nothing from BMI. But the, it's a crazy business. I mean, the ones who really should be making the money, only like the singer, they only make it when they do uh, road shows or concerts or what have you. That's where their big money comes in. If the song's a hit, then they go on the road and do the tours and the shows, and they make money that way. But from singing the actual record, not much. Well, I'm a writer, as you are. And when I wrote my book, and, and I write my poems, and once I write poems for people, I give, the, give it to them. It's their poem. So to me, someone who writes songs... Here's the song. Pay me for the song. It's yours now. The singer should be getting most of the money. That's yeah, crazy I, I to me. I That's agree. crazy. Let's talk about your well, books. Any, anybody affiliated with a song in any way, shape, or form should be compensated. Yes, of That's course. That's how I feel. I agree with that. Whether you wrote it, sang right. it, or, or promoted it, or you're the record company or whatever, you should be compensated because you had something to do with right. its success. But the singer uh, made so. it successful. So to eliminate the singer is kind of like, you know, a slap in the face in some ways. Yes. But uh, but that's the biz. That's okay. the way it's been set up, and I don't think it'll ever change. That's crazy to me. So now let's talk about your two novels, Forbidden Steps, It's a Murder Mystery, and From a Distance, Mira. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Forbidden Steps is a very racy <laughs> murder mystery, and it's available on Amazon for those who like murder mysteries, and I challenge anybody to figure out who the who the culprit is uh and uh, it's 
they're both books are getting raves. I mean, they're completely different genres, but they're both getting raves. As a matter of fact, I'm allowing people to read from a distant mirror for free. So any of your listeners out there who would like to read, just go to inkit.com. That's I-N-K-I-T-T with a double T, inkit. Inkit.com. And in the search box, type in from a distant mirror and just make sure you're on, you're clicked on titles and not people because people is for finding authors. Titles is for finding titles of books. So if you go to inkit.com and type in and click on titles and type in from a distant mirror, you can read my entire novel for free. All you have to do for that is to leave a review. So far I've got 54 reviews and all of them are like an author's dream. I, I they, they couldn't be better if I wrote them myself. That's how good they are. I'm freaking out that people love this book that much. And it's a very unusual story. Well, I can't wait to read it. You sent me the link as well, and I appreciate you, and thank you for that. But I have a question about it. Can you just tell uh-huh. us like a tiny little bit about what From a Distant Mirror is? Okay. Uh, a young man named Yuri Moretti shows up on his parents' doorstep barefoot after being missing since his 14th birthday. And he's now 20 years old, and he has no idea where he's been for those six and a half years. Okay. Wow. So when he knocks on his parents' door... They're thrilled to see him, of course, and they ask him where he's been, and he says, I don't have a clue. So the whole story after that is his quest to find out who, where he's been and why he was taken and what happened. And so that's the, the basic, uh, you know, the, the crux of the story is finding out, him finding out who he is and where he was. That's really cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely read this. And now one more thing about Forbidden Steps. So what is it, the little old lady, the nice little old lady who did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for, called Forbidden Steps because it has to deal with, with uh, a stepmother. Gotcha. Oh, all right, there we go, baby. Um, <laughs> so I have a couple questions. Bef- well, you know what? Let's play another song for everyone, and then I have a couple cool questions for you, okay? Shoot, go ahead. Here we go. But then I see your face. Give them a little treat here.
Absolutely beautiful. You have a couple more friends in chat. I hear you told me Teresa and Tina are there. So, hi, Teresa and Tina. Thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And Teresa says, beautiful song, as it is. So tell us about this beautiful song. Now, what just played? Because I couldn't hear it and I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But then I see your face. Oh, but then I see your face. Okay. I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, Yes, we do have that little thing here. (laughs) Yeah, I had a senior moment. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, but then I see your face. Uh, that was written many years ago. Uh, I got a track from Herb Bernstein, who produces Julie Budd. Are you familiar with Julie Budd? No. She's like the she's like a she's a singer that uh, she really didn't make it because she not only sounds like Barbara Streisand, but she looks like Barbara Streisand. But she was on the Merv Griffin show. I mean, almost every single time because he loved her so much. He had her on so often that she became a a pretty big celeb as a result of Merv Griffin. Anyway, um, But Then I See Your Face was uh, was a track that I got from um, uh, Herb Bernstein, actually through Bud, because he worked there, Bud React, my, my writer, my co-writer, and uh, he brought it, and we put it on, and I listened to it, and I said, let me put it on my 8-track and stand in front of the microphone and see what happens, because oftentimes uh, music will dictate lyrics to me. So we put it on, and I just started to sing with the, with the music dictated. And uh, out, out came those lyrics, and that's how the song was born. Me standing in front of a microphone, listening to the track, and just singing what the track made me feel. 
That's amazing. Um, I just want to let everyone know that just came in. We played for the sixth song, fifth or sixth song, When Today Becomes Tomorrow. He had a great uh-huh. story about that. And that song I will also be closing with because it's a very important song to Ed. So now... It's, it's, the, it's the last song that I've written. So it's the most current song that I've written. Okay, very cool. So now we're going to play... Come on, baby. Put your head on my shoulders. Here we go. Put your head on my shoulder Hold me in your arms, baby Squeeze me oh so tight Show me That you love me too Put your lips next to mine, girl Won't you kiss me once, baby Just a kiss goodnight and maybe You and I will fall in Some people say that love's a game A game you just can't win If there's a way, I'll find it someday And then this fool will rush Put your head on my shoulder Whisper in my ear Baby Words I want to hear Tell me Tell me that you love me
put your head on my shoulder, whisper in my ear, baby. Words I want to hear, tell me, tell me that you love me. Put your head on my shoulder. Tell us about it, baby. Well, you know, of course, Paul Anka, when he came out with the original version way back, um, it was a, it, he proved it was a great song. But um, when I heard this track, I said, wow, this, that this slow version makes the song so much more meaningful and so much more romantic. So I thought, well, let me give it a shot because I think, uh, I, I think uh, the romantic part of me will, you know, come out and uh, make, it a, make it an interesting recording. So um, I put it on and I started to sing it. And when I finished the whole thing, I said, oh, I really like the way this sounds. I can't wait to play it on my show. By the way, speaking of my show, I, I do have an internet radio show uh, that airs every other Thursday. Um, this Thursday not being one of them, the next Thursday. And it airs at 8 p.m. on um, MemoryLaneOldies.com. So if any of your listeners would like to join me at 8 p.m. next Thursday and every other Thursday thereafter, just tune in to MemoryLaneOldies.com at 8 p.m. And it's only a half-hour show. Beautiful. So, um, And then I, I tell stories and play my own songs in various genres. And there's always a theme, some sort of theme. So beautiful. Uh, so, um, yeah, put my head on my shoulder. Put your head on my shoulder became uh, one of my favorites once once I finished it because of the, uh, well, the lyrics, the song itself, and the, the slow romantic version just uh, appeals to me. And I hope it appeals to others as well. So I'm going to play another song, Nothing on You, and then after that, Ed would like you to talk about your hair and Jesus Christ Superstar, okay? So let's play Nothing on You. Here we go, guys. All over the world, I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Nothing on you, baby. They might say hi, and I might say hey, but you shouldn't worry about what they say, cause they got nothing on you, baby, nothing on you, baby. From New York City to India, baby, I've seen them all. Beautiful girls From all over the world They can't compete Cause I'm into you, baby And should they try When you are near Somehow they all disappear Beautiful girls All over Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'm not into rap either. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, they can wrap it up as far as I'm concerned. So I'm getting a little confused. We've got an Ann, uh, Cheryl, and Therese. I don't know who you said hello to. Uh, I think Ann's new, and 
I'm not sure if Cheryl is. Teresa, maybe. I said hello to Cheryl, but hello again, Cheryl. Okay. And hello, Anne. I'm okay. glad you're with us, Anne. Thank you so much. Okay, and we said hello to Teresa, right? Oh, by the way, I'd like everybody to know that the reason I'm not in the chat room is because I can't be. Um, Jerry told me that it's an impossibility. First of all, it's very hard to type when you're holding a phone in yes. one hand. So, uh, but uh, I, I understand there'd be feedback if I was in. So that's well, the reason I'm not there, guys. Yes, we we're on his house phone. We had some feedback earlier, so I just recommended that for him because I just have to know, you know, my people, and I take care of them. <laughs> well, thank so, you so much for welcome. taking care of my people. <laughs> so before we play the next song, let's talk about hair and Jesus Christ Superstar and anything else, any other plays, and come on. Okay. Um... Hair. I auditioned for hair about seven times with long hair and got rejected. And finally I went back the eighth time and I auditioned and my hair was almost like a crew cut and I got the part, so go figure. <laughs> so, um, it, but it was a wonderful show to do. I had so much in hair. Uh, it, it's just a fun show and a real audience pleaser. And it, it's a work show, though. I mean, you don't stop. It's constant. And, of course, there's the infamous nude scene, which there's a story about. Okay. One of the guys in the show decided, here's the deal. If you did the nude scene, you got paid an extra dollar uh, uh, fifty. Oh, wow. Every time he did it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the stage manager would count butts from the sidelines, and he would jot down everybody who chose to do the nude scene that night. You didn't have to do it, but if you did it, you got an extra dollar fifty. So one time, one of the guys in the cast decided to stand up with his back to the audience instead of his front. So the stage manager said, what are we going to do? So they took it to Actors' Equity, which is the union, the Actors' Union, and the union said, give them 75 cents. <laughs> I was going to say a buck. Wait, I got a question for you. <laughs> I have two questions for you before you continue, so I don't forget. Did you do the nude scene? Yeah, of course I did. Cool. I needed that dollar fifty. Okay, <laughs> and also, I, I have something to ask you about the hair thing. I, I'm a beautician by oh, trade. Oh, by the way, the nude scene... We had little old ladies in the front row with binoculars. Oh, that is so great. Oh, my gosh, I love it. They were cool hippies. But wait, <laughs> I have a question about the hair, too, because I, I owned beauty salons back in the 80s and 90s. So I'm into hair. Okay. Why would they say no when you had the long hair, but yes when you had a crew cut? That was beyond, that, that uh, nobody knows. Did you wear I a wig? I don't know the answer. Uh, huh? Did no, you? I didn't wear a wig. They put me in the show, and it grew. As they put me in the show with short hair, and eventually grew, but uh, okay. But they put, but they cho chose to accept me with short hair and not with long hair. Uh, it was a different uh, producer, and I—I I mean director—when I got in, and I think the director saw that I had talent, and he cared more about the talent than the hair. Okay, that was a really cool little story that I'm going to remember forever, and I'm going to be talking about that now. Sounds good. Yeah, so now, Jesus Christ Superstar, come on. I auditioned for the Broadway show, and I didn't get it, um, because, um, what's his name? Was the, I can't remember his name, but he was the choreographer, and he didn't, he just didn't like my choreography, the way I handled his choreography, that is. So, um, he didn't, he didn't get me, give me the part, but I auditioned for the touring company, the second touring company, not the first, there were two. And I got the part of Peter in the second touring company. And I played that, and I left in Vegas. Uh, I, we traveled everywhere. I mean, we did 
amazing concerts everywhere with thousands and thousands. We filled arenas. I mean, the show was just one of those shows that just filled arenas. And when we got to Vegas, so that's when I decided I had enough with the bus and truck, you know, enough of the bus. So I took uh, I took off and I left the show. And when I got back to New York, uh, they decided to put me in the Broadway show as Peter. So mm-hmm. I got to play Peter until it closed. Very cool. Wow. So, man, I am like interviewing an incredible legend. This is so cool, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't see myself as that, but it's uh, nice to uh, hear nice somebody else. But you it. are. But you are. So, all right. I just need your love. Let's play it. Here we go, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. When the cares of the day just won't go away, and I'm feeling blue, I just need your love to carry me through. Tumbling and there's nothing to do I just need your love to carry me through about I Just Need Your Love. I know this is a really cool story as well. Well, uh, I was going to do Concrete and Play album, and we needed songs. So Bud Rehack and I came up with a few for the album, and that was one of them, uh, I Just Need Your Love, which has a very interesting key change at the end. I don't know whether you noticed, but instead of the key change going up a half step, it goes it came down, down a half step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes down. So it sounds like the record slurred, but yet it works. Um, so um, we wrote that one and several others for the album and, and uh, Bob Crew called me in to his office screaming I got a great idea I got a great idea for a follow up to Concrete and Clay I said what is it he said my name is Mud I said what I said what <laughs> he said my name is Mud he said sit sit with me we're going to write it so in his office you know, he wrote like I did I do in his head uh, he doesn't play the piano. He doesn't doesn't do any doesn't play any musical instruments. He writes very similar to I do. He sings the melody, and uh, then he writes words to the melody, and then we get Charlie Colello, who's the arranger, mm-hmm. to put it down on paper. 
So we we came up with this song, and when the whole thing was, the whole album was put together, we were all sitting around trying to decide what the follow-up should be, and Bob insisted it be My Name is Mud, and we kept insisting it should be I Just Need Your Love. Well, of course, it was a mistake. Bob won, and I, My Name is Mud came out. It got some airplay, but nowhere near what I, I Just Need Your Love would have gotten. So, all right. You know, and and again, I love your stories because it brings light to everything I've ever thought about back then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In my uh-huh. mind, I would think the singer-songwriter gets to pick the name 100%, like, no questions. No, yeah, actually, you have very little say as a singer. Unless you you have clout, like if you're a Johnny Mathis or you're a Tony Bennett, you know, then... You have clout and you have some say, but when you're just an artist coming off your first hit and you're also like 17 years old, it's uh, I guess. You know, it's a little hard to have any kind of clout. I guess, baby. Especially, especially against Bob Crew. He's a very uh, imposing, powerful figure. And you just don't fight the man. What he says goes. And it's his company, so... I guess. You know. All right. Well, so here we go. We're going to play a fun song, Singing in the Rain. No, I love this. Yep. Just singing in the rain. 
what a glorious, magical, marvelous feeling. Look at me, I'm happy, so happy again. that song means to you oh thank you well i always loved the song and uh i figured well you, you really should never do it because how can you top gene kelly but then when this different kind of version came along with this with this track i said wow i think i can have fun with that and play with it a little bit and it'll be so different from the gene kelly version that maybe people will accept it so and then it's got a little scat singing in the middle there which I, which you know, I wrote and threw in myself. So I said, "Yeah, let me give it a whirl," and I did, and I'm happy I did because it, it really, I think it came out pretty good. I'm very pleased with it. Well, I like it better, and and okay, I'm going to tell you why. I like, of course, the other one, but the other one's more silly and fun. This one's actually beautiful mm-hmm. to me. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. You know what I mean? Very like nice. when I when I heard it, I was like, "This is." Beautiful. This is a beautiful, almost love song. You know, like you're singing in the rain in your love. You know, yeah. when he does it, it's it, it's it has fun. A much more romantic feel yes. because of the way it's done. Yes, when he does it, it's just all about fun. You know, like you're singing in the rain. You know, by yourself with an umbrella. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you were telling me a story during the break about uh, uh, um, someone's mother. And, yes, uh, it made me think. It, it reminded me of a story about my, about my dad. Tell us. Um, when we went to, when we went to Philadelphia. Uh, to sign with Swan Records. Uh, Swan heard my audition, of course, and they said, well, come back tonight and we'll put you on tape. So we had all these hours to kill, and, uh, you know, going to dinner wasn't enough. So as we're walking down the street, I, I always was a lover of West Side Story. I thought, what, what uh, a great musical it yes. was. You know, the music and the, the whole the whole production was just great. And notice, I'll, I'll stress the word musical here because that's part of the story. So it's a great musical, and we're walking along the street, and we see on the marquee of a movie theater, West Side Story, and we realize, oh, it just opened. So Bud and I both loved it, and we said, we got to see this. So we bought a ticket, and we dragged my dad in to see this movie. <laughs> so we're sitting through the whole movie, enjoying the whole thing, and at the very end, when we left the theater, I turned to my father, and I said, so, Dad, what did you think? He said, ah, too much singing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, really? To you? Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Dad, it's a musical. 
<laughs> That's priceless. Well, he, you know, all his life he was a contractor and not very cultural-minded, so he had no clue what West Side Story was. So he, when he walked in, he thought he was going to see this, you know, uh, I guess, uh, uh, you know, whatever was, whatever he had in his mind. But it certainly wasn't music. And when he said too much singing, Bud and I looked at each other, and we all we had all to do but crack up. That's crazy, going to a son who sings. <laughs> I love it. I know. Ah, too much singing. That's priceless. All right. Only dad could get away with that one, baby. Only dad. So, so now... But you gotta love them. You gotta love them. So now, mm-hmm. let's play Never Enough, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, great song. Here we go. I'm trying to hold my breath Let it stay this way Can't let this moment end You set off a dream in me Getting louder now Can you hear it echoing? Take my hand Will you share this with me? Cause baby, without you All the shine of a thousand spotlights All the stars we steal from the night sky Will never be enough Never be enough of gold are still too little These hands will hold the world But it'll never be enough Never be enough For me Never, never Never, never Never For me For me Never enough, never enough For me, for me, for me All the shine of a thousand spotlights All the stars we steal from the night sky Will never be enough, never be enough Towers of gold are still too little These hands will hold the world But it'll never be enough Never be enough For me Never, never Never, never Never for me for me, never enough, never, never, never enough, never, never, never enough. For me, for me, for me. For me. Absolutely beautiful. Um, 
So never enough. Pam saying that was a great story about your dad. Let's talk about this song, and then you have another story you'd like to tell. So never enough. Okay. Uh, never enough. Uh, when I went to see uh, The Greatest Showman starring Hugh Jackman, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm loving the show. The, the music was wonderful, but then this one song came on, sung by a female, uh, in in the uh, in the in the movie, and uh, it flipped me out. It flipped the audience out. I mean, everybody just was their their jaw dropped when they heard this song and the way she did it. So uh, I forgot about it. I wanted to do it, but I'd forgotten about it. And then this past Christmas, ABC showed The Greatest Showman on television. And uh, I, it reminded me of the song. And I said, oh, I forgot I wanted to do that song. So I looked it up. I tried to find the track, and I found it. And uh, I put my voice on it, and the rest is history. It's amazing. But I love the song. Love the song. Um, Henry Very sa- powerful. Henry says he remembers you saying Johnny Ray was a big influence um, yes. on your yes, love for singing. He says, I was wondering. I was known as, in my hometown of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, I got to be known as Hazleton's juvenile Johnny Ray because yeah. I used to impersonate him all the time. He and Al Jolson, they were both my, oh, two of my favorites. That's what he's asking different. if you had any others, yes. Yeah, Al Jolson. That's it. That's very cool. But uh, anyway, the story, um, uh, you know, when you're in showbiz, you often hear these st- stories that people outside of show business never get to hear. So I, I heard a funny one once, and I thought I'd share it with your yes. listeners. Yes, yes. Um, Margaret Rutherford and Dame Edith Evans, two of the big, you know, big a- actresses at the time, were appearing in London in a play, and the play ran so long that they started to get bored so bored to the point where they started to do practical jokes to one another on stage. So, they, they and every time they did one, they tried to one-up each other. So, Margaret Rutherford went to the stage manager right before the, the, the curtain came up and said, during Dame Edith Evans' big speech, I want you to ring the phone. He said, I can't, I can't do that. He said, she said, yeah, yeah, trust me, Edith can handle it, She'll, she can handle anything, just ring the damn phone. So Dame Edith Evans is in the middle of her big speech when the phone rings and she stops for a minute and she looks at the phone and she looks off stage at the stage manager like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) But he keeps ringing the phone to the point where she has no choice but to go over and pick it up. So when she picks up the phone, she goes, hello? Then she looks at Margaret Rutherford and said, it's for you. (laughs) So she got her back. (laughs) <laughs> That's really cool. I love all those kind of stories anyway. It makes everyone seem so real. Yeah, right? It's true. You know, it's true. You know, we we put you guys up on these pedestals and, and you know, listen, in a sense you should be, but it also makes us see the human side of everybody, which I love. Well, when you're in a show that length of time, you, you, you begin to get a little stir-crazy because it's the same dialogue night after night after night, especially when it's a dramatic play. It's not like a musical where you can have fun singing and ro- dancing right. around the stage. But when it's a serious play, you've got to deal with these same, the same drama every night. So you've got to like put a little spice into it, and that's what these, right. these two ladies did. All right. Beautiful story. Thank you. So now, let's play You Send Me. Oh, you sent me, Sam Cook. Yeah. You sent me, darling. 
about the song you send me you want to give a shout out to your friend ron oh ron hi hi ron thanks for joining us and by the way to all your listeners and my listeners uh it's ron's show that i'm a part of 
Uh, Ron Baker is on uh, Memory Lane Oldies every Thursday from from uh, five, I think from five to nine, and my show interrupts his for half an hour. Not interrupts it, but it's part of. That's cool. It's part of his show for half an hour. That's cool. So uh, hi, Ron. Thanks for joining us. And I'd like to also thank uh, Steve Soskin for his uh, kind, you know, his kindness and his his playing of my music and. He's a, he's a wonderful guy, and I'd just like to shout out a nice thank you to him. Yep, him and Angel. They own RTR, and they love you. They own all your music, I mean, and they play your oh, music. Oh, Angel, too? Well, yep. thank you, Angel, as well. Yep, and they play your music. So beautiful. So now... Can't beat that. We have one more song in queue. We will be closing with the song we opened with, though, When Today Becomes Tomorrow. But before we, we close, we still have time. We're going to play I Like Dreamin'. Here we go. Oh, great song. I like dreaming This dreaming can make you mine I like dreaming Closing my eyes and feeling fine When the lights go down I'm holding you so tight Got you in my arms And it's paradise Till the morning light I see us on the shore Beneath the bright sunshine We've walked along St. Thomas Beach A million times Hand in hand Two barefoot lovers Kissing in the sand Side by side The tide rolls in I'm touching you You're touching me If only it could be I like dreaming Cause dreaming can make you mine I like dreaming Closing my eyes and feeling fine So tight Got you in my arms And it's paradise Till the morning light Through each dream How our love has grown I see us with our children And our happy home Little smiles So warm and tender Looking up at us Blessed by love The world we share Until I wake And reach for you And you're not even there I like dreaming Cause dreaming can make you mine I like holding you close And touching your skin Even if it's in my mind It's in my 
Beautiful, beautiful version, man. Tell us what that song means to you. Well, when I first heard it by Kenny Loggins way, way back, I said, someday I want to record this song, and I never got around to doing it. And when I eventually did, I said, well, I I said I'd get around to it, and I eventually did. So I'm happy I did because it's such a great song. You can't go wrong with that kind of music. They don't write them like that anymore. They really don't. They don't. You did a beautiful, beautiful job with it. Wow. I love it. Thank you. Um, so we still have a few more minutes. So listen, why don't you tell everyone once again, everything there is about what you want them to know, how to get in touch with you, how to get your books, your music, everything. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, well, my music, if uh, anyone's interested, they can go to my website. Uh, just Google it. Just, uh, Google Ed Rambo's website and it'll come up, official website, and click on that. And then go to the music tab and all my CDs are there, all 28 of them. I have a Sinatra My Way, a Brazilian, you name it, it's there. It's all kinds of genres. So take your pick. And then just write to me at edrambo at me.com and let me know the name of the album and uh, I'll let you know uh, how to get it. So it's edrambo at me.com. By the way, Rambo is R-A-M-B-E-A-U, the French spelling, not B-O. You don't know the times when I would go to a restaurant, I'd say, my name is Ed Rambo. And they'd say, oh, did you bring your guns? So I worked with Sylvester Stallone, by the way, before Rocky, in a play called Score, off-Broadway. Um, and um, he was writing Rocky at the time, and he, kept, he was kind of quiet and kept to himself. But anyway, uh, back to my stuff. Uh, so th that's how you can get my CDs. All my photographs are available. Anything you see on Facebook is available and signed. All you have to do is let me know what the name of the photo is if you want to purchase a photo. Uh, as for my radio show, it's on every, thir every other Thursday night. Tomorrow, not being one of them, next Thursday is the following show. Uh, the, the, ne <clears throat> the next show, I mean... Excuse me, my COPD is kicking in. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, the next show is next Thursday, and the theme is going to be uh, <clears throat> An Evening of Romance. And that's going to be part one. Uh, we're going to do a couple couple versions of An Evening of Romance. So all you romance aficionados uh, who like romantic music, tune into that. Um, and what else? Uh, I guess that's I've covered everything. Oh, my books. Uh, Forbidden Steps. Is available on Amazon. Just type in Ed Rambo Forbidden Steps on Amazon and that will come up. If you're a murder mystery aficionado, I think you'll like it. And anybody who would like to read uh, my no my other novel, second novel, for free, just go to inkit.com, I-N-K-T-T, I-N-K-I-T-T, inkit. It's, it's inkit with two T's, I-N-K-I-T-T.com. And type on, click on titles and then type in From a Distant Mirror and you'll be able to read the entire book in its entirety for free. Of course, on your phone or your tablet or your computer. So uh, enjoy, and uh, thank you so much, Jerry, for this wonderful interview. I can't thank you enough. You're a sweetheart, and you conduct an interview with grace and poise, and I, I couldn't ask for better. Well, first of all, do you need to get a drink? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you heard my voice go there for a minute. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's okay. So first of all, before I give you my... That comes with, that comes with age. Uh, before I give you my thanks, I want to read 
the last part of your bio, and there's a reason why, because it just sums you up, and I need everybody to, to hear this. During, oh, thank you. Yep. During the 1980s and 90s, Rambo, now going by the name Ed Rambo, broadened his repertoire to include the easy listening genre and Broadway show tunes. He resumed his live performing mainly on cruises. In recent years, guys, he added photography and painting to his artistic portfolio. I'm an artist as well. I went to art school in New York in 1979. So when I read that, I was like, wow. And in the early 1990s, you began recording and marketing your own albums on cassette and CD. Cassette. Very cool. Today, Rambo continues to record and to keep in contact with his fan base by way of personal appearances, interviews like this one here today, guys, and on the internet. So, you are also an artist? You paint? Yeah. I, I haven't in a while, but I used to paint a lot. Okay. But, uh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of pushed it by the wayside for photography. Okay. So, I love taking photos. But, I like, but my photography, by the way is uh, very painterly. At least to try, I try to get uh, a very painterly look in my photographs as much as I can. Not all of them are, but as many as I can squeeze it into, I try. Because uh, I like that painterly look, painterly look in photographs. You, you know, you're amazing. I mean, you do it all. When I read that, I was like, this guy's really cool. Because, you know, I love taking photos. I'm not a photographer. Um, I actually push people out of the way and say, move over. I need this shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But and I'm a, and, and I'm an artist, you know. And I was like, "This is so cool." So now, before I close, when today becomes tomorrow, I want to, of course, give my thank yous to everyone, everyone in chat, everyone listening, everyone all over the world sharing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, of course, to Angel and Steve, the owners of Remember Then Radio. Stevie's back in chat. Stevie, in well, case my thank yous go right along with those. By the way, my yes. thank yous go right along with. Stevie, in case you, you, you didn't hear, he gave you and Angel a huge thank you for playing his music, for being so gracious for this platform, and for even owning all his records. And he still wants to know, man, how you got that one song. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was okay. when he played it, but I know it was something that isn't available unless it comes through me. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to know how he got that one Yeah, so Stevie, I told him, you know a guy, baby, you know a guy. But listen, Ed, for you, first of all, I can't thank you enough for this incredible interview. You've honored me tremendously, okay? You are a legend, well, and gosh. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. And, and, and the feeling is mutual there. Thank you for interviewing me. You oh did a gosh. great job. Thank you, sweetheart. So we're going to close with When Today Becomes Tomorrow, but share again with everyone about this song. Okay, it's the most recent song that I've written, and uh, as I said, it was a, um, a song that I wrote the melody and lyrics to, and I had no musical track, so I went on YouTube trying to find something that would maybe work with, I could, I could change the melody, and it turns out that Misty fit the melody and the music and the words perfectly, so uh, that's the story behind this one. It's my most recently written song, written and recorded song. So here we go, guys. Again, thank you to everybody. Um, we're going to close with this incredibly beautiful, most recent song, Ed Rambo. I love you and I thank you. When today becomes tomorrow. Here we go.
in this broken world sharing joy and never sorrow but will you love me like you do today when today becomes tomorrow is our love the kind that's here to stay or the kind folks only borrow will you be here as you are today when today becomes tomorrow for my smile to appear when I wake up each morning You just have to be here And not gone Without warning mm, Just making it through All our ups and downs Proved how much in love How much in love we are Though there are never any guarantees You'll still be here When today becomes tomorrow When today When today becomes Tomorrow